this week's Progress Community Podcast coming from the Gidlow Delta, sandwiched between Beach Hill and Springfield. We have had a deluge of rain over the past few days. In fact, it feels that it hasn't stopped raining for the past month and a half. Luckily, we are situated near the top of a hill. Not so the DW Stadium, which has taken an almighty hammering. Following the incessant rain and last Friday night's rugby match, the pitch has been left with a swamp-like loop to it. So much so that Jonathan Jackson came out over the weekend and said that the club was considering a name change. No. With the prospect of more monsoon-type weather this week, the Latics were going to be ditched and rebranded as the Muddy Water Blues. I'm very fitting it would have been too, but we cannot lose our identity. And David Sharp decided that he'd dip into considerable deep pockets in his granddad's pants and get a new pitch laid ahead of the clash of the Latics this weekend. Monday and Tuesday though were once again total washouts but that didn't stop pitch consultant JJ who we know very well and his team ripping up the turf with their tractors working through the night in order to try and make sure that football rather than water polo will be played this Saturday. Luckily enough Wednesday have been a lovely day apart from the evening and it started lashing the ground down again so hopefully the muddy water blues are confined to the backwaters Dan here's your guitar back Barry Worthington BBC News good evening Barrett good evening good evening. Good evening. Good evening. good evening good evening everybody good evening everyone um, that pitch oh my goodness Life is a pitch, isn't it? Life is a pitch. Or so, a beach uh, in this case. Before, before we start on, on the Sheffield game, which is what we usually do, let's just, you know, let's just talk a little bit about the pitch. I think it went down re- downhill really fast. Because the last home game, there was a Port Vale game, last home game, it didn't look too bad to me. It didn't and, look- and then when you put it on the highlights, you looked there, I saw the eyes, I thought, that looks bloody shocking. It didn't look too bad on Tuesday night, did it, for the under-18s? Well, you say that, but when you actually look at it on a camera, it looks a lot worse than it looks like in real life. Yeah. We've played, I don't know how many home games we've played. 18. 18 home games. I'm alright, the know. pitch has not been ideal, has it? But, but, it's been playable. Every Early single time it's been playable. Early season, it looked half decent, didn't it? And Early photographs, the photographs on social media and also the photographs from Sky of that pitch before that game of egg chase kicked off. <laughs> Why did the referee not call it off? Because it was on Sky. Because that game... It was on Sky. Exactly, because it was on Sky. Yeah. The root oh, of all they're, not, they're not bothered, are they? Well, the ball touches the floor a lot less, so it's less of an... An so we play yes. 18 games, the egg chasers play one game and the pitch has to be ripped up because it's unplayable. It's not right, is it? It's not right, no. Well, you could say that we should have switched our under-18s game to Robin Park. Because there was 120 minutes played last Tuesday, which has done far more damage than any rugby man could There's do. major problems with it, though, isn't there? I mean, there's other grounds, like other fields, they play twin sports on there, and it, it holds up. There's major problems in these sorts. And, and Jonathan Jackson has come out and said... Temporary measure, new new carpet down, end of season, the lot comes up, including yeah. the drains well, and the under-soil eating as well as coming I, up. I mean, from from the insight that we've had off JJ, it's very clear that the deluge that we had um, at Christmas has been the source of, of the, the main source of the problems, because it just hasn't drained, has it, since then? I've not seen the DW pitch pooling. No, no, but the, the, that's the top layer, so the top layer might be alright. But the, the conditions have just been, they've been horrible since then. You know, we've, had, we've not had two dry days together, have we, for ages? Not. It's been... It's a shocker, isn't it? And like, they started work, they was hoping to get underway Monday morning, I believe, but they couldn't because it was that bad again. And But they started Monday night, didn't they, and worked through the night. Tuesday, worked all day Tuesday through the night. Wednesday's been not too bad, but it started raining again around tea time. And we forecast a little bit of snow coming. Oh, uh, we're uh, Friday, are we? Good. So not sports, so John. This week, John Kettle. Mm. Mm. Ah, what about well, Michael? To be fair, if a bit of snow drops, no. and it's unplayable because some snow drops down, we've then got legitimate cause to call it off and say it's not our fault. That gives us a bit more time to sort this pitch out properly. Yeah, there's no game after after uh, Saturday until. 
the end of the month. Uh, the Aggies play on the Friday night against Salford. Has it been moved, Simon, shaking his head? Where World Club Challenge, 20th of February at the DW Stadium. Really? So they've got two games before we're at home again. Yeah. They? Against yeah. Bury. Well, yeah. Is that not going to be moved? No. The World Club Challenge, no, it's all no. paid for Sky, locked in, final answers. If you play it on a fresh turf, that should be able to take two games. Well, we'd hope so. We'd hope so. Right, anyway, let's forget that for the time being. Hopefully on Saturday it'll be in, in pretty decent nick. Good job, Mick, wasn't it, wasn't it? him to the hills. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> Sheffield United, Gareth. Played Sheffield United on Saturday. Uh, got a few stats for us. As he passes the paper over. Yes, the stats from the game. Sheffield United <laughs> versus Wigan Athletic. Possession 48% to Sheffield and 52 to the Latics attempts Sheffield 12 11 to the Latics on target Sheffield managed 3 and Wigan 4 corners 6 to Sheffield 4 to the Latics Sheffield committed 15 fouls Wigan committed 11 Sheffield got 2 yellow cards Latics got none but Latics got 2 goals and Sheffield got none (laughs) most importantly how was the pitch? Pitch was alright. <laughs> Twenty thousand on as well, which was quite. Uh, Sixteen hundred <laughs> from Latics. Uh, anyway, Simon, I believe you've got the off the terrace report for us this week. I have, yep. Well, let's have a listen. Right, straight off the terrace report for Sheffield United versus Wigan Athletic at Bramall Lane. Um, the score finishing Sheffield United nil, Wigan Athletic two. Um, and we can quickly go with the first half. There was limited opportunities, um, end to end, but no end product from either side. Um, you know, a bit bit frustrating, but you could see momentum starting to build, and you know, the Latics were trying to create um, plenty of chances and opportunities. Um, and then as the second half came, um, as did the breakthrough. Really, uh, Yannick doing what Yannick does, driving at the defence and brought down uh, just inside the area a stonewall penalty uh, in my opinion um, and Will Grigg good old Will, steps up, puts the ball home, straight down the middle no danger, keeper's gone to his right and it's 1-0 Wigan the tremendous 1600 plus away support into raptures um, and then we do what we do best we tend to score and then hit another one more or less straight away, and the new lad from Everton, um, Connor McElhaney, or that's I think how you pronounce his name, um, side-footed the ball, low into the keeper's left-hand corner, nice little layoff from Max Power, faintest of touches to roll it into his path, and uh, he slotted home a beautifully struck goal to give Latics a, uh, a 2-0 advantage. Um, and we were really, really in control, um, and had the chance to make it three um, from a corner, not cleared properly. Ball comes to Chris McCann, who's felled in the area. Penalty Wigan Athletic. This time, Will Greg, and I, I made the call. He seemed a bit too cocky this time, uh, picking up the ball, uh, played it to the keeper's left, and the keepers got it right, saved. But there was no danger from uh, Sheffield United from there on in. Just reckless play, really. Billy Sharp having a bit of a, a pop at Pierce. Um, and, you know, it's like to throw the toys out the pram, really. Um, it was a very well-worked win for Wigan Athletic. A very passionate Wigan Athletic win. The look on the players when the goals went in after the game. Uh, you, know, you see in Max Power's face how pleased he is um, that we got a win. And it's like a group of friends playing for each other like some of the under 18s the other day it's mates playing for each other and it, it was just a, it was a competent performance we're up to third now in the league we're coming good at the right time uh, I'm sure Paul's the stats on points per game ratio and there's only you know a couple of more places that we need to go really um, up the ticks excellent side excellent stuff um but it seems like it should have been a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Just one or two morning before the game. I, mean, I wasn't morning, but I was surprised, if I'm being honest. Makalene, uh, mm. Makalene, how, how do we pronounce him? Makalele. Makalele. Makalene. Makalene. Connor. 
Connor. Yeah, very surprised to see Connor right. get the start. I wondered who you were on about with that. Uh, yeah, well. Um, I mean, last week I was, who? Who is he? How many games has he played? Yeah. You know, wow, I thought, wow. I think a lot of, a lot of us before kick-off were, you know, you're scratching your head thinking, what's going on here? But it, it's reminiscent of Andy Kellett, isn't it? You know, been nowhere, straight in, opposition know nothing about him. He's very good business. footballer it was yeah. very decent foot feet uh, reminded me a little of Sean Maloney if I'm being honest yeah. uh, track back well which uh, Jordi really did, has not been given us had he when he yes. played uh, and his goal super yeah. great finish mm. that keeper had no chance of serving that no chance at all and uh, you mentioned Pearson as well didn't you with yeah. Billy Sharp something Arnold's in the first half uh, Pierce elbowed Connor Salmon Connor Salmon kicked him and they both ended up on the floor and what was really nice <laughs> to see they got up put their arms around each other and patted each other on the backs and run off smiling oh, but God. it's excellent isn't it yeah, it's good job Phil Dowd wasn't there wasn't yeah. it it would have ruined all our Christmases <laughs> but you know no, no prima donnas well, Billy Sharp was a bit childish when it was well, yeah he was yeah. he's a Sheffield Assy fan though isn't he he's uh, yeah he was he was childish so McElhaney, McElhaney, do we think McElhaney. we enjoy his uh, performance? What do we think? Yeah, it was competent, wasn't it? For a debut, it was pretty decent. The best thing you want on a debut is to uh, stick the ball on if you're an attacking player. So He looked accomplished in that position as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. The thing you want with debutants at this time of the season is that you don't lose your shape and you don't lose your momentum and your team spirit. Because you're bringing in players to supplement your squad the worst thing that can happen is that they actually send your squad backwards so so long as they come in and they contribute you're laughing aren't you? oh, yeah well he, I, th- I thought he announced it a little bit to be honest he had a cracking game and I, I also thought Yannick was superb second half especially yeah that opening 15 minutes at second half so I'm sure Colwell had been listening to me when I was you know his post match comments so I was saying we, we didn't really threaten them first half, we never got behind them. It was a bit pedestrian. We had all the possession and dominated all the play, but we weren't really doing much with it. And then all of a sudden, beginning of the second half, we was leaking for getting behind them and World Shut was like he was gonna do something every time we got the ball. It looked like the player we had before, you know, when he first came in on uh, on loan, wasn't it? after we signed him he just seemed to take a bit of a a dip is like I've got what I need and kind of that'll do me. I but think there was a tendency to overuse him yeah. at that point, and I think became a bit too predictable. I think that's what that's what it was. Yeah. For. yeah. Well, yeah, you got a point there, but we had no other real outlets at the time because Greg wasn't on this fantastic goal scoring mm-hmm. and we see around the all over the pitch right now. We've got players who are playing outstanding at the moment. Mm. So we've got more strings to our ball than we did then. So, talking of goal scoring form, quick quiz question, who are the top three goal scorers? Uh, well, if, you look at, if you look at BBC and look for the top three goal scorers. In the like, division? No, of, for us, our top three goal scorers. Will Greg, Michael Jacobs and, and uh, uh, Ryan Kulkluff. Yeah, that's the one. No, <laughs> that was the yeah. trick back. Yeah. Oh, um, right. ah. Very good. Not scored a goal for us, but he's still number three. Well, we're talking about uh, team selection and that. Uh, I've had a message from an email in from Nathan Dorr, who uh, lives in Pittston in Maine, on the east coast of the US. Uh, and he's asked, uh, and this, I think this is quite a with uh, Saturday, does Sam Morse have the capacity to be a long term leader from the middle of the pitch? Terrell if it's there, even he's going to be playing, 100 minutes. I thought he was uh, quite good on Saturday. Though. I thought he had a couple of heavy touches yeah. well in that first half. I thought, he, I thought he's, you know, he's had a lot of prayers, but I thought he had a mixed bag. I thought, first 20 minutes, he had a couple of bad touches. But he, he did, he tracked back well. But there was one point where he didn't track one of their runs early in the first half. He'd seen the run, but he just couldn't keep pace with him. But... Other than that, he had a good game. But not not brilliant, I didn't think it was outstanding derby. Yeah. It was nice to see that we could accommodate him, you know, with Power and Jacob, you know, we weren't to really upset the apparatus. Yeah. With Power and That's why we dominated that ball so much I in think, the middle of the Yeah, it's the most furthest forward I've seen Perkins play that. Mm. 
the thing with uh, I, th- I, th- I thought Morse's tactically from, from Colwell was su- superb because the shape of the team when you're looking at it at the start of the game thinking 4-4 weren't you uh, or 4-3-3 but it wasn't was it it was two centre backs with Morse just in front or mm. even dropping behind as a sweeper yeah so we were just playing with two, and then the two fullbacks were Gone. supplementing the attack. Yeah, so you, you're kind of hybriding a back five with a back four and a, a, and a two and a three. Yeah, putting them into the midfield as he needs to. Yeah, I, I, I think it'd be interesting to revisit the question next week after we've all kind of watched the game and had our eye on him a little bit. Yeah, but it gives yeah. us it gives us the option of you know we've not, something we've not perhaps had in the past where we can change a formation and change the game to see, see what's going on you know there's a lot of fluidity there and um, it, it was pleasing to watch on Saturday I thought it was a decent game there, there is a lot of uh, I mean Chris McCann steps out doesn't he and um, goes on a maze run and goes, goes on a long and he did that but if you, if you can start doing unpredictable things it makes it very difficult to defend mm-hmm. against doesn't it especially if the other players in your team know where the gaps are going to know how to cover you yeah, but so from that point of view, I thought Marcy brought something, something to the team that um, allowed other players within the team to to express themselves a little bit more, get be a bit more, um, play with a little less caution, should we say, and, and get forward a bit better. So he brought a little bit of discipline. He did let the ball run across his body a couple of times as well, which Tim Choi tends to do. And often gets when was in the championship with Tim Choi doing that, he got caught a couple of times. And that's something that I think he'd need to cut out of his game. But like I say, it's his first time he's, he's really played for us. I mean, we couldn't count the week before. Ten minutes or whatever. Poor Vale, yeah. Game over. Could you see yeah. Morsey and Perkins working together, giving Max Power more license to yeah, but Rome and, and, and probe forward? Just the way he started, though, on, on Saturday, with the, the way Corwell set his team up, if he's thinking to use him in that role, or that's the role he plays a real deep defensive midfielder, uh, it, it'll just free Perkins up as well, won't it? Because Perkins was ahead of Wilshire time and time again, weren't he? Uh, down that left. He's going to score one of these days, Perkins. No, <laughs> no don't go that for Simon, come on. You'll get him goals, please. That's just ridiculous. That's never been anything as stupid in my life, have you? <laughs> Stephen Perkins is going to score. How many games have he played? 732. He's been playing for, for 52 years and he's scored two goals. What, I think he means John Pertwee. Yes. Simon, Paul. What sort of odds to get on a Perkins any time goal? Oh, we'll find out and we'll do our checker later yeah, on. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a good little yeah. thing. Because that might, that might be worth picking up on, because if he's going to score, and you've got a formation that allows him to get forward a bit more, and a team that's free scoring, he, he, you know, he, as a player that doesn't want to waste shots, and will look to find somebody else, if you've got a free scoring team, he'll be more inclined to have a go himself. Mm. I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. Say that again. <laughs> I, no, there, might, there might be a Bob or two in that, you know. Bob or two. Uh, yeah, save your yeah. money. It might have been off the back of his arse or something. Has anybody ever seen him shoot here? Yeah, yeah. Got, Rochdale. Yeah. You had a pal driver at Oh, yeah, it was a good crew. A crew as well, didn't he? A crew, yeah. yeah. I think okay. he injured himself, if you remember. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and that's why he stopped shooting, isn't yeah. he? Yes, I don't believe what he said, isn't um, I thought it's Max Power tweeting on Sunday night out with some food with this man and he had his arm round a pit it was him and uh, Perkins he said he's going to run home afterwards is it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I mean the players know what he's like he's a little Danny more isn't he yeah, yeah. And, and I think to answer all his critics who, who seem to have a fair few of the time when he went off against Sheffield United in the home game we realised absolutely what it well, was it shows you importance to the team I mean, yeah. I think he's been one of the players at season. I've got not for saying that, but it's oh, Mr. Consistency. Well, yeah, it? but it's not just that what he brings to the team. It's his, his organisation, mm. and he's talking all the way through that yes. game, every yeah. minute of all that game. For me, he's he's, like he's, a big, he's our biggest it? leader on the pitch, the really. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even even Morgan, who's captain, you know, he's talking a lot more than him. He's he's, he's been a key player, and that does show. Is important so that when we was three 0 up, he went off and we fell to pieces, and that's because we wasn't being organised. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think the reason you picked the criticism for that was in games where 
we weren't free scoring because Perkins will stop the opposition he's not creating our chances is he and if he's playing well stopping the opposition and the forwards aren't doing anything people have a go at him for not doing anything because he never does anything mm. but that's not his job his job's just yeah, yes, yes, yes. Alan never does anything yeah, up top, does it? No, you draw nil-nil. You draw nil-nil, and David Perkins' part of that is nil. getting the clean sheet and giving the forwards chance to score. They could do a bloody good job in that and, and get pictures <coughs> and cuss it's a nil-nil. You know, we have, we have the scoreline pundits, don't we? But His performance level, Perkins over the games he's played throughout the season has been so consistent really. there are a few that stand out the Bradford one for me away was terrific you know, completely busted it there we're but he's, like, like Rob says he's, he's so consistent so good so up there all the time we've said it, we said it many times and he's a consistent 7 out of 10 week in week well, out look at it this way if I was to say go around the table and say who's your player of the season does he fit into the picture of the pe- the names that you start thinking about? The answer would be yes. You know, he, now he might not necessarily get the votes, but he, you know, he might be number two in the list, or number, but then somebody else might fan, you know. He's up there. He, he's, he's in there with a shot, you know. But since him and him and Max got hold of the midfield, we've been in charge with the midfield most games, haven't we? Yeah, superb stuff. And uh, so, getting back to Nathan's question, does Sam Morsi have the capacity to be alongside a leader in the middle of the pitch? Uh, Revisit it at the end of the season. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll be interesting about next week and yeah. then carry on looking. Yeah. I'm sure we will. Just a message about, uh, and also by Sora, following. Idiots. On Saturday. I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> I mean, we'll come to that in one second. Uh, again, another large uh, away day for us, weren't it? it was two brilliant. 1600 fans were brilliant. Having just got my voice back, as you yeah. can probably tell. That's great. Great house feeling, isn't it? Yeah, <coughs> 90 minutes singing. Well, well, the bloody pillars who keep setting these floors off just stop. I don't understand. I don't understand smoke bombs. What's the point of them? Are they just there to cause nuisance? Prevent you getting a drink at half yeah, time. Hide the troops on the battlefield. Is there some, some of our... Like where you are for the I suppose just trying people. to get a reputation as big boys or something. I mean, is that what they're after? Is it... It just stinks. The sprinklers come on and we had nothing to eat or drink at half time. No, there's a Motherwell fan just got two years for, for setting one off. Is it? Yeah, two years. So this is... Somebody's going to get done and sent down, aren't they? And there's well, no point they were crying, sit, they it. searching people going in and whatnot, so... Yeah, anyway. No more smoke bombs, please. Just don't go for your ass for an either, is it? No. Oh. no. Yeah. Idiots. And it sets sprinklers off. And it does, yeah. And it's wet enough as it was. Yeah. Walking it. <laughs> uh, right, we've mentioned the pitch, haven't we? Hopefully it'll be ready for weekend. Yeah. Um, we get our water in camp. Oh, we don't need water. In we don't need water in camp. Sorry, not not down there, not uh, on the delta. What you said before, Barry, the, the seeds are down. The seeds have been laid. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have every chance of being ready for Saturday. <coughs> <laughs> Why don't we just get those pallets in? You know, you, you couldn't grow cress in three days. <laughs> could you? Man, grass. Yeah. Some carpet down. It's going to be mossy. Yeah, after yeah. surface. That's true. Let's yeah. let's three day it. For I think the, the problem with our next our next two home games is against both against the teams of cloggers, isn't there? We've got Buttery and Oldham oh. both come in and we Oldham would have loved that pitch. Oh yeah. If it, if it was shooting them to the ground. I mean I didn't see it after that egg chasing or whatever, but can yeah. imagine it, it would have been bad. There was no grass left. It looked like a played field, didn't it? It looked like a Sunday league game would have been called off. I, I mean, like, like I say, when you looked at the highlights of the Port Vale game, it looked bad on the telly. There, yeah. there was bare patch, big bare patches there. The worrying thing was the pitch looked bad before kick-off for the rugby. Yeah, get some big... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it tips it down again, didn't it? And then you get some big lads bouncing. I was, I was watching the Port Vale warm-up, and Michael Brown's in front of us warming up, and it was just cutting up left right. I think it's the way, right, eh? Shout out and he waved up. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Um, so, talking of the pitch again, we was driving home from uh, from Sheffield on Saturday and we had Fab Live on, and Robbie Savage was on. They talking about the teams doing well, and there was on about Leicester, obviously, doing well. Burton Albion doing well in our league, yeah. and, and they yeah. give a shout out to us. And Savage said, uh, really impressed with us this season, but his big worry is the pitch. 
Because of the football we play. Oh well, don't need to worry about that now. Seats are down. Sure <laughs> listens to this, you know. We're that, we're that good. We only need to play on seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be a full, it'd be a fully grass pitch then once it's not going to be one of these you know hybrid. <laughs> Read a few <laughs> cannabis farms in the vicinity. <laughs> the growth lights. Hey, we've got, we've got, I mean, we've got a few lights in the green, don't we? Don't yeah. Four, I think, four wire, strips. Wire them up to the lamppost, and we're off we go. Come buy some off Bolton. Yeah. Well, we, we can, we, you can come round that uh, gypsy off uh, Peter Kerr. You can wire them up. Brave on! Brave on! Brave on! Brave on! Yeah. Bloody screen. It's on the isn't it? You can wire us up to the lamppost. No, Jonesy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right, excellent. Move on from uh, from from Rayvon and remember to remain seated. You made that. There's talk about the FA Cup winners being given a triangle cha- corner flags, Champions League <laughs> spot, no doubt. Dog. <laughs> and uh, Graham Wesley, hey? exactly hey? the uh, Peterborough you? boss has come out with a statement today saying, uh, on TalkSport, saying, with respect, Wigan Athletic, I think he means not, not the rugby team, but I don't know with him because he's not very clued up on football, but Wigan, with respect, would have dishonoured the Champions League had they qualified as anything. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Graham, with respect, where are you in league, son? All I'd like <laughs> to say is, who the is Graham Wesley? Graham Wesley, age 47. Played 13 clubs in his career. Wickham, Kingstonian, Wellston, Farnborough, Arlow, Enfield, Aylesbury, Harrow, Harrow, Tooting, Molesse, and Watland. Yeah, well, they they disrespect North West Counties. Yeah. To be fair. He's managed 10 clubs, and these include. Same point as I want to say. Enfield, Farnborough, Stevenage three times. Yes, Stevenage. Kettering. Massive. PNE, where he got sacked. He also texted the players, didn't he? Telling them not don't come in for training. And Peterborough United. Who is Graham Wesley? Well, I've got a question as well. How many FA Cup winners medals does he have? He's played in Harrow, which is where we go through when we're going to our second oh, yeah. 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 It's well, just jealousy, that's all it is, well, isn't it? I've got a question for you, Barry. With if respect. a Champions League spot was on offer for that season that we won the FA Cup, would we have still won it? Would these other teams have well, Put yeah. more competitive teams. Well, like Huddersfield, uh, <laughs> Millwall, Macclesfield. Every time we had Oxford City. We played the strongest teams. Oh, we'll Everyone played the strongest City, City played fullbacks at fullbacks. What you have to ask yourself, Dan, is would we have played our strongest teams yeah. on the way through the FA Cup? We probably would have done. Not and we didn't. We didn't play our strongest team. We went to Macclesfield and was also. Scratching our head, we had the, the athlete in the football goal of Yeah, and he cried off, pretending to be injured that game. Yeah, if you remember, oh, the my leg. It was Clapping an awful game. Got like, he, he got beat. Off it's snow. <laughs> yeah. We didn't play our strongest team all season that season, did we? No, no we didn't. That's why we got relegated. Yeah, because we had defenders in the ball all the time. Yeah. Well, I guess well, the FA Cup just sucks then. Yeah, he's talking about rubbish. You've got to ask yourself, did we dishonour the Europa League? Or did we add to it? Oh, we can't. Well, <laughs> put up a good face. <laughs> I think we added to it. Ruben Kazan. He's on talk sport. They, they deliberately say controversial things to get people to reply. Well, here's something controversial. Would he then say that Celtic dishonour the Champions League? With the respect. With yeah. respect. They're because they're going, they're, they're, they're not, I mean, they're no great shakes in it, are they? Yeah, they're not much better than us. No. <laughs> Don't know. What about the team from Iceland or the team from Norway? Or a team from Manchester Red Half? Yeah, Man United. FC United. Reef. What have they done in the Champions League this season? What have they done since they won it last? Since they got to the final last? Well, two years on trot. <laughs> you, can make, you can make the argument that when Chelsea finished fifth and got in, how was the team that finishes fifth in the league getting Champions. into Champions, Champions League? Know, yeah. Champions are nothing. No. Apart from the fact they won't. What about when Blabber were in the Champions League? And they started and fighting each other. and were so fighting. <laughs> yeah. Is that all this on it? Losing to Helsingborgs of all places. I remember seeing a, a sign as I was driving through Lancashire that it said Burnley twinned with Helsingborgs. Mm. As like a bit of a joke, you know. 
Did they not dishonour the, the Champions League with their performances? Well, is he fucking out of his backside? He is, exactly. Is it not the fact that teams like Wigan and Wimbledon and teams like that can win the FA Cup that makes it so glamorous and so unpredictable? And teams like Leicester can be top of Premier League. Yeah. Well, let's have a look what's going on. Of course I, I, I can't wait. Yeah. If they win that league, I... I well, that's another thing. They were definitely qualifying for the Champions League. They were going to finish top Are four. They were going to disrespect it. Yeah. Well, can you imagine they finish top four and then the team gets at it straight? What have they got left to go into the Champions League with? Well, well that is just signed a new contract, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah, well, that doesn't mean no, he's staying there. That's that's no, it just means there's money, money on, yeah, on it. It just means they yeah. get more when he's sold. Yeah, yeah so Wes Morgan's centre back. I mean, he's been knocking around. Mark Brighton. Yeah, Mark O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no offence, mate. No. But it, it's alright. Yeah, but it's only bang average. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are there, they quali- how you qualify. You qualify for it, off you go, you're in. They've been a breath of fresh air this season, yeah. Leicester, haven't they? I hope they win it. Yeah. I think everybody does, don't they? Hope the Leicester takes. Do yeah. other European, European nations have Seven Champions League spots on offer for the domestic companies? No. So would we be trailblazers if we introduced that? Well, it's, up, it's, yeah, it's up to the individual FAs, isn't it? Yeah. Who they want to put forward. So that's that's what the, the will be put in. Yeah. It's up to the individual they, FAs. They've had this discussion before, and it's cropped up a couple of seasons yeah. ago. It's just it, if they find clubs fielding weakened teams in the FA Cup, then you know, and give them proper fines. Well, the, yeah, they would never come about this. Situation. And the thing, the fact is that they have a twenty-five man squad. So if they're saying right, you can have a twenty-five man squad, but you can you've got to play the team what you played, you know, in your last Premier League game. That's disrespecting the other yeah. thirteen people or whatever in the squad who's not playing. That's saying you're not good enough to, to play. Well, they could work it like the JPT, exactly like the JPT, where they say you've got to have at least six players you started your last well, game. The Premier League's disrespecting the FA Cup putting a Premier League game midweek after the last two rounds. That's disrespecting the, the disrespecting FA Cup. when we played in the final and Aston Villa and Chelsea played in the afternoon before us. You've, all you've got to do is, make, yeah, yeah. is put the prize money back in the FA Cup. The problem is nobody gives two hoots about it because they don't make money on it. And what do we get? One point nine. They make more money on the league than mm. they do for, on the cup. And that's the winning it. To us, it's, it's you know it's, it's a lot yeah. of money for us as a, you know two two million. But, but to City, one point one point nine million. You say one point five, one point nine. How much did we get paid for being relegated? You got more than that. We should, we'll, we'll get twelve million quid next year. Yeah. For getting relegated. Yeah. Four In years later. Yeah. I, th- years that's later. where the problem lies. Yeah. You know, it, it, from, from being, you know, there was a point in time when a cup run would give you far more income than a league season. It's Sky Sports. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in football since now. I'm not sure I'd want money to be pumped into the FA Cup yeah. though because it would... Set the wrong answer away. It would become like the Champions League no, or like, yeah. why would you the Premier like League. That? It's just, it, you don't change the format, you just make the prize money out. Yeah, each round prize money yeah. a bit more. Oh, but just put far more money Why does it always it? have to be about money, though? Because, Why? <laughs> because the club, the businesses, Dan, and they, they want to, they will concentrate their efforts yeah, we're on the customers, place where they get the not returns. Fans. Right, I must say fair play to the Liverpool fans and Simon Mignolet for walking out on 77 minutes. <laughs> 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 hey! <laughs> I yeah. thought that was... Uh, but, I mean, that, that's quite comical what you said there. But what I don't understand is why some people are giving Liverpool fans stick for walking out. great. For standing up and standing making up. a stance. Tw- I, I, you see the campaign, 20 is plenty for tickets. And I agree, you know, I'd, I'd sit on this table and if you gave for 20 quid, probably all of us would go. 40 quid, you'd probably say two, three of us would go. Cause, you know, it's... it's the cost and the effect of it all. No, yeah. Look at uh, where followings, how much they've increased since yeah. we've gone down from Premier League, including last season and the season before. If you give us cheap tickets, we'll travel. I'll tell you this for now. If we end up back in Premier League, I'm not going a single away game. Not a one. You can't afford to, can you, though? If you you can't can't afford afford to be, I'm not, I'm not choosing to pay 47. No, but I mean, it's not... You couldn't go everyone, could you? If no. Chelsea turn around to you though and say it's twenty quid, you, you, every, go, we'd, we'd sell that. We'd take a thousand to Stamford Bridge, Arsenal, everywhere. Yeah. When they say forty-seven quid, fifty quid, I mean, what was it? 
for United to go to Chelsea, which is like £88 for some sort of ticket in the yeah. top row of the third tier. Mm. Well, it cost me 88 quid for me two tickets on Boxing Day that time that Dan was alluding to earlier. <laughs> that was two yeah. tickets. Happy that Christmas! Eight, that was 88 quid. Not surprised they ruined your Christmas oh, then, Bill yeah. You know what I mean? I think there should be a, sh- uh, uh, a fair pricing kind of policy in football. Can I just say before we go any further? Rob brings in some fruit pastels <laughs> <laughs> and the Dominion they're called Dominion fruit pastels they're the finest fruit pastels on the planet aren't they yes they are oh. purchased from a, a supermarket beginning with uh, with four letters Alder yeah yeah 50% <laughs> bag Alder and uh, what weight is that bag it's a uh, it's good a lot so. 230 230 gram bag that's absolutely fantastic that's the first size and all isn't it well, so they can scan it on both sides halfway across the back of the right. so Dominion if you're listening our address is Gidlow <laughs> <laughs> Delta Beach Hill Wigan yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a flag whatever the ticket cost of pair over the season send it with someone who's going to match that's who we got back up to the Premier League could put a picture of your face on it, couldn't you? <laughs> See, yeah, every game. <laughs> Sat there in the corner. Yeah, you'd intimidate the home fans as well. Alright. That's a good idea. Rob Gibson's absent army. Yeah, so. I'll, don't worry. I'll be sending out some more information about the flag when we're back there. <laughs> right, we, <coughs> we've had uh, a bit of an accolade play to one of our players this week. Max Power reported the PFA Fans Player of the Month for League One. Spontaneous well uh, applause for January. Uh, Multi scored two goals and his performances are, are getting better week in, week out. How passionate is he as well? Oh, it's fantastic. He's got the, the, club. the passion, the power. Two minutes. Yeah, the passion, the power. Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what you want. Passion. To coin an old England FA phrase. Pride, passion, belief, and that's what he's got. Yeah, he's going for that, aren't he? Yeah. He's going for it, definitely. He'll be in the Premier League. said that about Nick Paul. With us? Yeah, but he, yeah, he has gone far, he's yeah. gone to Hull. Good point. We never saw with, <laughs> never saw with Nick Paul, though. that was his problem, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's not allegedly out of that. Drinks, true. driving. Yeah. And that. Um, he always looked drunk, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But Max Poe, absolutely brilliant. Um, Sorry to tell his name, but... <coughs> there's been a bit of a debate, and... I, I, I thought we'd had someone else who'd won <coughs> Player of the Month, but I, couldn't, I, I can't think who. Uh, uh, the person I was talking with about it said they checked and we've never had a Player of the Month before. Did that hmm? certain right back in our first season in the Premier League not win it? Oh, oh, he was in the team the He's in the PFA. Yeah. Mario. We've had players. No, no. Baines. Jim no. He's left, isn't he, Baines? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop guessing. Pascal. Yeah. Fruit Pascal. Yeah, we've had players in PFA team. Yeah. That last minute goal against Fulham. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Reminiscing there, guys. Taking you back. That goal down at Pompey. Yeah. That fellow with the big gloves. Yeah, yeah, he wore tights in August and got stung off a bee. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. That guy's not played for about three seasons now because he's a mercenary. Was he not at Welling United? Somewhere Daffy. So, congratulations to Max. Well done, Max. Right, Saturday, we have Oldham in town. The Battle of the Latics. The Fake Latics. The Fake Latics are coming, yes. The uh, Plastic Latics. <laughs> <laughs> what you say is what you are. They have a, a loose connection. John Sheridan's the manager. His brother Darren, obviously, played, played with us, scored a goal. That sent us to Wembley one, uh, one mm-hmm. season in the playoff semi-finals against Millwall. Um, the referee on Saturday is Nigel Miller he's 55 Ooh. years old ex-copper keeps birds I don't know what type of birds I'm not going to the sexist roots obviously I don't know what event was I don't know if they're parakeets or canaries <coughs> he's had 21 games this season 55 yellows and 3 reds he was in charge of the Swindon game on Halloween which took him till the 94th minute to book Figaro yeah. Figaro, who was wasting oh, time. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, but he did. It backfired. It, but yes, because he added an extra minute on after the 95 <laughs> and we scored a goal. Yeah. yeah, so well done, Nigel, yeah. on that. Thank you. Should have booked him after five minutes. I should have booked him, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> should have sent him in. We've previously played Oldham. How many times do you think? Oh, 30, 40. 
24. Quite surprising. Just a mere 14. Mm. We have the eight wins and they've got four and there's two draws. Um, we've already met this season. Jordan Flory's got red carded mm. up at Boundary Park. Uh, Max Power, we've just been talking about Max, give us a lead on 34 minutes and they brought on that lad. Can't remember his name. No. Proper fast Pulliam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he scored a goal from near, near the end of the game. And we drew one apiece. So, uh, they were rubbish. Yeah. What do you know about Oldham, Paul? Oh, I can't remember. You said it before we went on air. Yeah, well, I said two things. The only things I can remember were Professor Brian Cox and Michelle Marsh. Yeah, well, why do you remember Michelle Marsh? Because <laughs> she was on the list. That's all oh, right. Is that so, stand open now? The Michelle Marsh stand? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Brian Cox stand. Oh, okay. Is that one? I don't know. There was no. a leading manufacturer of something as well, but I can't remember what it was. Owls. Curries. No, there was some <laughs> some industry that the more Page something three models. could be cotton, but I don't know. Well, the lads who run my uh, takeaway up the street here, uh, Indian takeaway, they're from Oldham, and as a, a Christmas present I gave them a, a Latix Legends calendar. So, uh, anyway, I'll give them a, a shout out, Sunrise Tandoori takeaway on Middle Lane, very good. If you're listening, our address is... Yeah, no, they're excellent, they gave me a, a free curry the other week, so... Uh, Curry's also available at the Raj. No, they're not, they're rubbish at the Raj. Oh. Over. Yeah, they are. Just get yourself up to... Uh, He'll be crying next week when he's had to queue for his curry. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't queue for it, I just ring him up. Yes, Mr. Wellington, we'll sort you out, no problem. Valued customer, you see, yeah. VIP. Club card. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, right, hold them. Si, you got your odds. Size odds checker. Oh, got to know when to hold them. Eh? Kenny Rogers, Texas hold them. <coughs> right, the Latics are four to seven to win. The draws ten to three, and the Latics are six to one to win. Uh, first goal scorer, Griggs four to one, uh, McLeary six to one, Yannick seven to one, Jonathan Fort nine to one. Our PFA Player of the Month is ten to one, and especially for you because I knew it was coming in. Our um, anytime goal scorer, Perkins. 25 to 1. I'm calling this now. I'm calling this now. Get a quid on it. He'll score. No, no, 25 to 1. You must, I'll, I'll give you 50s. Okay. 1 <laughs> 0 uh, Wigan, 6 to 1. 2 0 Latix, 13 to 2. 3 0 Wigan, 21 to 2. 3 1 Wigan, 14 to 1. Lowest priced Alden win was 18 to 1. That's a 1 0 win. I don't like that at all. I don't Where like are they in the that table? Now the Second so. bottom. Mm. Means nothing. Means nothing. They should have played Peterborough this week too, shouldn't they? Oh, is that, they've got some crap manager, haven't they? Have they? Oh, that. No, oh. Wesley, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, they were playing at Cup against West Brom. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, by the way. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, all the months broke our 20, was it 22 or 23 unbeaten run at the DW. Yeah. It was yeah. on TV as well, yeah, that it was on a Friday night. Job filers. Lost me on the quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Stick four quid on Perkins to score, you get your money back. Yeah. <laughs> right, Gareth, have you got some predictions for us? Please. And just slide us another one of those uh, Fruminion fruit pastels up here. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fruit pastels. Mm. You better see that out, or that one, There's no dead air. Yeah, it's it's wrapped, you know. Not really so Gareth, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you how they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's top part of it, isn't it? The twenty-third in the league mm-hmm. of twenty-four well, means nothing. They've won four games this season of the twenty-seven. Dominic Pauliam, as Barry mentioned before, is the top goal scorer with just five goals and he scored one against us. Yeah, yeah. I was thirty. Um, they've won one of the last four losing four sorry they've won one of the last six losing four of the last six so if you want a prediction if we can't win this at home it's a poor dude the pitch is a concern of course 5-0 Latics oh that's a good prediction that Simon well I think now the seeds have been laid on the pitch Um, I think we need to score three again just to keep this 
run going of uh, most consecutive three three goals scored at home. So I'm going to go for three nil. Three nil, Paul. I'll be a bit more conservative. Scrapping for the lives, we're going to be a bit overconfident because we know the shit. So I'll stick it two nil. Two nil. Rob, we're definitely going to score more than three. And if our pitches, I think the pitch should be alright. Uh, I'm not, I'm not worried about the pitch. I'm no pitch concerns. I think we're going to give someone a good hard in soon. Seven uh, nil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no new roll in there. Have we put them that yeah. at all? I'm a little bit more cautious. The pitch has just been relayed, so there must be some bedding in problems. But I still think we're going to batter them. 4-1. Well, we've 4-1? Yeah. We're going to concede? <coughs> can, <coughs> concede one goal. <coughs> who's got, who's the team with the best goal difference in the league? Us. Us. No. Um, I think we're going to improve on that. Which is no bad. Right, so we're at plus 28 after. So yeah. That old fellow we've got between the sticks is having a nice little run up to his retirement, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot to do, yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep turning up for work and chilling out. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming at the 3-0 and 5-0. I'm going to go in the middle with a 4-0. I think we're doing 4-0. We should get Yasko on in an umbrella, really, shouldn't we? Should get him in box, not end the one that crosses. Poor sod. Uh, I don't think it's going to be another Blackpool. This. I think I we've we've come through that. I think Colwell's got them focused. Yeah, the mm. rubbish. These plastic attics. Yeah, plastic attics. Some uh, sad news coming today, aren't there? Uh, Bolton Sherman filled outside. 63, no age really. Yeah. Sadly died. Uh, local rivalries put to one side for this. Uh, just sad news really, isn't it? Mm. And they've, Enjoyed a lot of success under him, haven't they? They've had some really brilliant times with Sporting fans, I've no doubt. Yeah, European Knights. Yeah, some yeah. good players down there, aren't they? Jarkoff, JJ Kotcher, yeah. Nicholas and Elka. And Elka. Mm. Yeah. Lee McCulloch. Lee McCulloch? For us. Oh, right. And they won the We Played Bayern Munich trophy, didn't they? Didn't they? They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and they also uh, put a weekend team out in Europe to save themselves for us. On the weekend and lost both of them. But well, that was Gary Megson anyway, wasn't it? Oh, well, it, yeah. yeah, go ahead and all seriousness. It's uh, no age and it's yeah. that time for. Yeah, it's time to put things to one side, yeah. rivalries and stuff like that. So, a bit of a sad note though. Anyway, we're ready to close this session down. Uh, like we were saying uh, earlier on, we was nearly renamed the Muddy Water Blues this week, so. What a way to finish with a classic number from Paul Rogers and those Muddy Water Blues. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from us.